Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. Update. Oh, okay. Just bringing that late 90s energy <laughs> to the program is Jake Cassio. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, the aforementioned Jake Cassio. We are live at the YMCA Central Mexico. Let's go. Let's go. Intersection of San Mateo and Indian School, or at least adjacent. You been here before? No, I haven't. What? Yeah. Uh, you think I would go to the gym? All right, we about to sign you up. <laughs> you about to, about to be like that. So, Jake, uh, obviously we're here at the Y. Everyone knows kind of how passionate I am about the Y. Uh, all the renovations that have been done this year, obviously a ton of all the equipment's new. We got the pickleball court. We got all the cool stuff going on. We'll have a couple reps and friends at the show from the Y join us, talk about the summer programs. Get your kids out. That's the big deal. Sign your kids up. Sign your family up. All of the sports and organizations, they are free, Jake. Whoa. So, yeah, so you put your even family. Even pickleball? Even pickleball. Wow, that's yeah. what I'm excited for. So you got access to everything. There is like a low cost of like you got to buy a jersey or whatever, okay. right? Ten bucks. Who cares? So anyway, so you're in. If you're in, come and hang out with us at the Y. We've got a big day of sports talk, including NBA playoff action. Excited to talk about the games last night. Excited to preview the games tonight. Aaron Rodgers wore a weird shade of green today. We'll talk about that at length. Don't forget, when we are talking about the NBA, we're talking about the greatness that is LeBron James. And anyone who believes otherwise or says otherwise, they can call a different show because this is the one where we admit that he is the one, the chosen one, LeBron James of all time. Josh Sushan will join us at 5.30. We could talk about the Clippers game. We could talk about what we saw on TV, but I think the start, Jake, and you tell me if I'm wrong, the start is talking about why did the Clippers lie about Kawhi? You know, honestly, I think they needed a uh, a smokescreen. You know, they needed the hope of Kawhi returning potentially. They and, knew he wouldn't. I mean, but everybody lies about Kawhi Leonard. You know, the Spurs lied about Kawhi's injury, you know, and I honestly think it's just Kawhi's done with L.A. Well, he's been done with every team he's ever been on. Yeah. Except for the Raptors. You know, he, he won a championship. He was like, okay, that's good enough. So he was done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, he creates whatever narrative he wants to make the exit look the best. I get all of that. And for a guy that hardly talks, he has a lot of drama about him. Oh, I him. tell you what. Well, his family stuff's crazy. Yeah. His family stuff's super crazy. His, his sister, who literally murders a lady at a casino. By the way, I, I don't know how much money she stole off this lady. I don't, I mean, this is the worst human being on earth. And this is not accused. This is... Uh, the pr- yes, this is your it sentence. Happened. This is the yeah. This is a factual thing. Your brother's got forty million dollars. He ain't paying bail. Uh, like, well, that's why I'm just don't even put yourself in that situation. Just call call and ask your brother. Can, yeah. I, can I borrow whatever the amount of hundreds of dollars it was that was on this lady? Because I, I I haven't been able to find the number. I don't know what it was. But I don't know. I I, w- I would be really scared to call up Kawhi, even if I was related to him. He ain't cool. No, he's, he's not a cool no, dude. He is not a fun guy. Was, no. <laughs> And well, and, and like talking about Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers for some reason, I guess had his back because he, so he plays the first two, he averages what like thirty five or whatever. Something he crazy. destroyed. Yeah, he won. And then they're like, oh yeah, actually the knee, it um, it's really bad. And it's you're meniscus. Like, what, that seems serious to me. That's pretty serious, especially for basketball. Do you think he, was he playing on a torn meniscus? Do you think in those first two games, how or did you, it happen? And, well, how could you not have been? That's the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's hey, and I get it. Like, there's a point where you don't have a torn meniscus, and then immediately you have a torn meniscus, but you don't from one day to the other not know. Yeah, like and and, it, and if there is, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the Lakers later. LeBron's never missed a playoff game. Never. Like, but Kawhi has missed quite all, a lot. He misses pretty all pretty much games. every single one, except for that one year with the Raptors. So that was a different one, though, because that was a show you otherwise year. Because mm-hmm. that was, hey, you don't want me here. Watch what I can do there. Exactly. And the thing about Kawhi is during the season, because it's all about moving the goalpost, right? So during the season, Kawhi Leonard is like, um, hey, uh, load management. And people are like, cool. Like, we, yeah, we'll be ready for the playoffs. They get to the playoffs like, hey, it's, you know, it's a little bit of an injury thing. Oh, okay, cool. And you, then with Paul George, too. He's, he's hardly made an appearance at all either. The, the Paul George one, I don't think I put, his, uh, I don't put it on such a pedestal the way I do the Kawhi one because Paul George, I think if he could, he would. Yeah. And I think if it's up to Kawhi, he doesn't. But they said that he would play for the second series. Correct. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and that was the hold the breath thing for the fan base of because Clippers fan, I, I would assume there's not one listening. But Clippers, I have one friend that's a Clippers okay, fan. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but Clippers fan who's listening, it is they kept moving it for you where it was, hey, if we can just get through this series with the players we got, well, I'll be back next time. And now the goalpost is, hey, you know, through this offseason, you know, we're going to give them everything he needs to get back to 100%. And, you know, next year is the second team in L.A.'s year. And it's, it's just a bunch of lies. And that's all that organization does. The only thing that the Clippers have going for them is how many toilets are going to be in their next stadium. They, I heard them talk about uh, that. Was the, <laughs> that was the best thing. Steve Ballmer looked so excited to talk about those toilets. Why don't the Clippers say anything? I can't think of a reason outside of gambling. You think? What else would it be? I mean, they do cover spreads. That's what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, So is there a reason that and it won't be – because when you have to announce your lineup or your injury report, an hour before the game or whatever it is? Uh, yeah, I think so. So it's – are they keeping that thing a secret up until the very end to keep money lines moving the way they want and keep outcomes the way they want lined up? Because I'll be conspiracy front on this, and I, I'll tell I you. Kinda, I, I believe this. I, I never even thought about that, you know. I mean, all these lines, and like those lines were huge, too. It was like plus like 13.5, plus 12.5, like, and they covered, and they did good without Kawhi, too. What Russell Westbrook, you know, he had a little redemption series, I'd say, but they traded him and got nothing. Well, out that's of a good point, too. The... Is it better or worse than, like, last year when Miami, by the way, Miami, a bunch of dogs out there. Uh-huh, Jimmy Buckets, he's unreal, in. Unreal, unreal. Is it better or worse than last year Miami putting every single one of their dudes as questionable on the playoff injury report? Because that's where you start ending up with the weird collusion stuff. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, I think what the Clippers did is probably the smarter tactic. You know, instead of making everybody questionable and then everybody's pulling out, they're just like, they gave them hope. You know, and if Kawhi did come back, theoretically, for game three, he would do all right against the Suns. He played two games on a torn meniscus. Why not play all the rest? Is it about hiding the timeline, though? Like, I understand what you're saying from the athlete perspective on the floor, but I'm saying, like, playing against the Suns, which, by the way, congratulations to them. Like, they're moving on. You're going to move on. Like that's, Playing the Nuggets. Right, which is probably as okay of a matchup as they can get because mm-hmm. it looks like the California one's going to end up being the Lakers and whoever survives. Yep. That's the verbiage, too, of Sacramento and um, Golden State. But the advantage of hiding the timetable for the Clippers is where I think it becomes weird to me. Because, not that the Suns wouldn't prepare for Kawhi, because I think you have to prepare for Kawhi. There's like a competitive maybe advantage or disadvantage. I don't know if I'm like pro or negative it. I don't know if I'm pro it in the sense that the Clippers could do that, or if I'm negative as I love entertainment and I love the spectacle of sport, and I feel like I, the fan, the Suns, the team, and everyone else that exists should know who and who is not available for playoff basketball. Exactly, and that's all they have going for them, you know, and they tried so hard to make the playoffs because they were down bad for a while there. Yeah. You know, and they bounced back, made the five seed, you know, skipped the play-in tournament, and Kawhi just, I don't know, I think Kawhi just likes to break franchises. I think that's what he really gets Mm. him going. I'm not weirded out by him. But I think I've, I think I was holding him in a top tier of like, top ten guys. I yeah. think I had him in a top ten, and I don't think I do anymore. No, no shot. I don't think he's been in my top ten for the last like two years. The interesting part, though, it's not because of the injury; it's because of the behavior that surrounds the injury. Like if a guy gets hurt, I'm not hurting. Get, I'm not hurting. I'm not holding getting hurt against you. I'm holding like the smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need more respect, really. Well, that that's the conversation. Was he hurt or was he injured? Because that's a big difference. Because if you're hurt, that's a that's just you know kind of being soft. But if he's injured, then that's the real deal. Because then he has to actually sit down. <sighs> yes, I'm gonna say yes. But and I'm not trying to be this guy. If you know you're a hundred percent out, which they torn meniscus, you know you're hundred percent out. You say that thing, and then you're no longer the white. You're no longer the distraction. You're no longer everything that surrounds it. You're just a dude who everyone knows is only going to wear a suit because this is more Zion Williamson energy to me Mm -hmm. than it is um, like Paul George energy. Well, I think they delayed telling the meniscus story to try to not make the Clippers look as bad. And they only said that he tore his meniscus after the series was done so that Clippers fans would actually go in the 10 games. Our friend TJ Trout is live at Steel Bender today from 3 to 6 for his show, also working with the Rock and Brew 
book drive. Head over to Steelbender today. Drop off a book, get a buck off a beer. It's a heck of a deal. Also, you're like, well, uh, Freddie, uh, what about the sweet deal? You can still get them. 377 Brewery. It's uh, it's basically one for two is what it is. So they're $50 gift certificates. You can get them for 25 bucks. The bo- the Bosky Brewing one sold out. 377, still available. High and Dry Brewing, still available. Canteen Brewhouse, still available. Lizard Tail, nope. No. Sold out. So there is the uh, those are the big ones. Go to sportsanimalabq.com. Get this week's sweet deals. Get the deals at the breweries. Also, the Rock and Brew. Donate your books. Get your dollars off of beers. And if you, if I mean, I've obviously drank more beers than I've read books in my life. Yeah, me too. So this is a good trade for me. Oh yeah, it's a sensational. You hear me? All right, go to a place, get a book for fifty cents. Take yeah, it. Yeah, right. Donate it. No, even better. The light little libraries when you walk around and they're like the free steal libraries. From them. Just it's it's uh it's already free. It's not stealing. All right, hear me out. Steal the books from the free libraries. Go get the dollar off coupon from us after you make the donation. Go see TJ Trout over at Steelbender. Then take the coupon, put it in the library. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> I know that's what I'm taking out of that library if I see that. I'm not looking at the books. I'm, gra- I'm grabbing the coupon. we got a full day today. We're going to talk next about Aaron Rodgers. Also, Jock Tony is going to join us on the program. We're going to talk about what's going on out here at the YMCA. Jake Cassio, thank you for showing up yeah, today. Yeah, of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. You're going to join me on Friday as well. Yes, sir. So we're going to end the weekend together. Tomorrow, I am at Red Door with Chris Burnett. We're going to have a lot of fun that our first live broadcast from red door downtown come hang out with us on central it's going to be a banger of an episode whenever we get back more two men on talking about aaron Rodgers. you get his quote you have his quote up oh yeah uh, don't give it now we'll I, give it when we you. get back uh-huh uh-huh yeah uh blood stain come on yeah come on yeah come on you better give me that. Welcome back to Two Men On. Jock Tony joining us on the program. Jock, welcome, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? I'll just turn your microphone up if you don't want to put that microphone in your mouth. <laughs> All right. So Aaron Rodgers is a jet. Yes, sir. You're... Okay. J-E-T-S. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Amen hey, to that. That's... Oh, my God. The disrespect on the show. I like being here with you guys. <laughs> Well, you know, you're a divisional rival for me, so I got to hate. Yeah, Josh, who? Uh, <laughs> what, it, what is it like for the uh, Jets to know that in 15 short years they'll have Jordan Love as their quarterback? Hopefully it's my son in about 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers showed up today for his press conference with the Jets. He put on that uh, – he held up that big number eight jersey. He walked around barefooted. Yeah. He talked about how alone and how the Super Bowl three. Lombardi trophy need to be romanticized by him physically like these are all like the energies he brought into your team all right he's too big of expectations look I'm just one 10 wins that's all I want like, 10 wins yeah. that's asking for a lot the last time they got 10 they missed the playoffs uh we got not eight eight this year so I mean 10 uh, is two more games I ain't asking for too much what a, what sauce trying to get an MVP Sauce and Aaron Rodgers, I believe, hate each other. That's my understanding. Are they friends now? They buddies now, yeah. Sauce Gardner ran around Green Bay Lambeau Field with a cheese head on <laughs> yeah, his own head. Cheese head, yeah. That was the greatest move of the season. What? Yeah. Oh much. yeah, I I laughed so hard at that. Cheese Sauce Gardner. Uh huh. Sauce Gardner. Because I'm not I'm not a Packers guy, you know. And it, no one is. Yeah, the little disrespect to the Packers organization. I'm not going to hate on that. And I don't like Aaron Rodgers. So what is that hole up? Everyone loves Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm the number one certified Aaron Rodgers hater. Okay, well, you're about to hate him a little bit more. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Oh, I can't wait. Well, we're going to beat you guys uh, twice. So, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback now in New York and has officially held up the jersey. All the the picks and so on and so forth have been traded. My NFL draft insider told me that the Jets are only going to draft offensive linemen to protect him. That's what I heard. That's what they need to do. That's what I heard. Some defensive linemen also, yeah. Well, that's not going to protect them. They don't care about giving up points. You had Aaron Rodgers in the game. Yeah, your defense is solid enough. The team is going to score two tutties no matter what. Aaron Rodgers shows up. You just get 14 free points. It's what you do around him elsewise. Yeah. Hopefully we got a healthy Brees Hall and it'll be a good back A what? Healthy Brees Hall. Who is that? The best running back in the NFL before he got hurt. Leonard he Fournette. was going to be rookie of the year. Yeah, he was going for rookie of the year. What's man. his name? Brees Hall. I've never heard of this guy. Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa. Uh huh. No. Yes. On the Jets. On the Jets. On the Jets. Also, no one's. Him and Michael Carter in the backfield. Yeah. Who's that? Michael Carter. UNC. Yeah, UNC. We just got him in the middle after he. Oh, that was from last year. You know why I'm not tracking? Because you're talking about running backs mattering in the NFL, and they don't. They 
the run game still matters, man. That's why we still go with offensive linemen, too. No. That's why the, those didn't win is because we didn't have a run game. Yeah. The, if we had a run game, we're Super Bowl champs. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things with that defense that give you problems, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL, the only running that matters in the NFL is from the quarterback. Do you no. even talk to you about Philadelphia? you got to let the quarterback have a break. You yeah, even talk about they had a Kansas great run City? Game. They had a Philadelphia great run game. Philadelphia was also top ten in the rushing game. So was Kansas City. From the City. quarterback. So was Kansas City. Your quarterback is not a threat unless you could move the ball on the ground. Hold up. I can't name a single running back in this entire league outside of Christian McCaffrey, the only actual running back in the league. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. Really? you got to watch more football. What? <laughs> you got to watch more football, my man. Yeah, yeah. The, the running game is probably – yeah. Like, top two most important things. So you're going to tell me right now that this Rook running back, what's his name? Brees Hall. Rook, Rook Brees Hall. Sophomore, but Brees Hall, yeah. Yeah, okay. This soon-to-be Sophie boy, Brees Hall, <laughs> is going to return from injury, and he's going to be a three-game difference in wins for this Jets team? Yes. Yeah. No! He, he had a huge though, impact, yes. yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. He's not running the ball. He's about to win 39 straight games in New York. No shot. He's going to play one year and then go to the Vikings. That's not true. I doubt. <laughs> no. We keep him. We lock down with him, man. Like After 65% of the plays, he gets more than that. He ain't going nowhere else, my man. What? You're talking about in year two. I'm talking about year one. I'm talking about right now. I'm yeah. talking about Aaron Rodgers walking around barefoot, French kissing the Super Bowl three Lombardi trophy, and wearing his number eight jersey on game on not game days. I'm talking that he's going to go to the front office. He's going to say, make some trades, boys. Go get me. And then name wide receivers. Oh, we did that already. Well, they might draft a JSN. We got got Garrett Wilson. Or Cole Hardman. We're not some chumps. No more. Jets 24, my man. (laughs) (laughs) You see their odds? Uh, Second best in the AFC. Yeah, second best in the AFC. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Behind who? Kansas City, but. Okay. You know, that's just because Mahomes is just doing wacky things over there and gets away with everything. So. He's incredibly good. But it's going to fall as the season goes on. <laughs> Not his <feet. laughs> <laughs> Healthy Kids Day coming up April 29th, free to the public. It's 11 to 3 at yes, the sir. Horn Family YMCA. Healthy Kids, excuse me, Healthy Kids Day is a national initiative celebrated wise across the country to help inspire healthy habits in kids and families. Join us. Are we here that day? No, it's a Saturday. Saturday. Join us for a day of healthy and fun activities and celebrate kids being kids. Free and open to the public. Learn more at ymcacnm.org slash HKD. What's up with Healthy Kids Day? Hey, man, we're just trying to get these kids started with the summer the right way. We don't want these brains to just go to waste. We want to make sure that we, you know, getting them started on the right foot, teaching them some healthy habits. We have tons of great vendors coming out. We got Smokey the Bear coming to visit. What? The official? The official Smokey Bear coming now, out. I don't um, know if you know, but only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, we have some other great groups coming out as well, though. But Smokey's going to be here with us. We have some cool RC hot air balloons coming out. What? What? Yeah. Remote control hot air balloons. Do so they go fast? This is a good question. Come, come find out. out. Yeah, come find out on Saturday. Yeah. I'll be here just for the, the balloons. <laughs> Jock, if you were to say to me, like, hey, Fred, is there, like, any way you'd be interested in, like, setting up a little dirt track for RC cars and just coming out here and get weird all the time? The answer is yes. I feel like I love RC cars more than an adult should love RC cars. Oh, might have something kicking up for the summer, man. You ever oh. mess with those? Yeah, I, I get down with those. I used to race those around New York when I was growing up all what? the time. Yeah. Like on the mean streets? On the mean streets. I used to have a gas-powered one that went like 60 miles per hour. Well, where else are you going to do it? What borough is this? Joe Burrow? Queens. Oh, okay. okay. Jamaica Street. Nah, we're in <laughs> Far Rock, man. <laughs> Other side of town. So healthy kids going on. Obviously, the summer enrollment is up at this point of year. School's winding down. I think there's just like five weeks hey, left to school. 29 days left of school. Right? What? Oh, not that you're counting or anything. Yep. 29 days left of school. So if you don't got a plan for your kids, this summer, the Y is a spot they need to be. We got five different camps, including Camp Shaver, our specialty camp, sports camps, athletic performance camp. I mean, at this point, I feel like we invented summer just so we could have all this fun with oh, the kids. Oh, I love that. Also, and I don't know, we haven't really talked about this in the air. A bunch of New Mexico Highlands University athletics, uh, like uh, football players and softball players and basketball players, uh, they're going to be counselors this summer at the Ooh, YMCA. That's yes. very cool. Yeah, so through that uh, itty-bitty connection that I have between these two entities, some of these uh, student-athletes from the Albuquerque and surrounding area who who are student-athletes at New Mexico Highlands University, they'll be back for the summer, and they'll wow. be helping with kids in the community. Kind of yeah. cool. They'll be helping out with those sports camps down at Wilson. Yeah. yeah. So all these kids, you know, they're getting all the training and clinics from kids that's been where they're at, and now they're playing college ball, man. So it's definitely a good spot for them to get started. If they haven't started and if they're already playing, 
time to get better. Well, and if you're like a young adult in the area looking for summer employment, obviously YMCA.com uh, or YMCACNM.com, and then there's career opportunities right there. Uh, so if you're like uh, a high school student, a collegiate student, or Zach Wilson who's looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, Zach is going to be out of a job, yeah. He uh, he would do great here, I think. I think he'll – no, I don't know. He's not would you really a team him? player. No, he's not a team player, man. <laughs> only looking for team players here at the Y. Only, only looking for team players. If you're not about being a team player, we can't have you, and that, that includes Zach. Mark Brunel wore number eight for the Jets, is that right? Uh, I have no idea who that is. Mark Brunell, the left-handed. Mark, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He the, did for one, his one season. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the, after you look Jets quarterback, after you leave, everything else is just sour. So, Hey, why didn't he wear 12 after Joe Namath said he could wear 12? I think he wanted to respect his man. He needs Broadway, some fresh you know, Broadway rejuvenation. Drum, you know? And he wanted to bring those, you know, those rookie, rookie vibes, that Cal vibes to New York. So let's, let's do it. I don't care what number the man wears as long as he wins some games. Aaron Rodgers, when walking into the press conference, said, quote, I noticed walking in here that Super Bowl three trophy is looking a lonely. Well, so is uh, his one Super Bowl that he has, too. It's looking pretty lonely, too. What, how many Josh got? Uh, Josh is going to have. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, quote, I really believe that this is where I'm supposed to be. And, quote, I'm an old guy, so I want to be part of a team that can win it all is what he meant here. So, I mean, he has to subscribe into the Super Bowl or bust for the Jets, right? Or the fan base is being betrayed by him. Like, none of this weird ayahuasca stuff. Yeah. Super Bowl or bust. Oh, yeah. I, I need me a ring, man. I got I got some rings, but, but it ain't a Super Bowl But ring. he's going to the hardest conference in football and probably the hardest division in the AFC. Well, you know, he's got to play Josh Allen. That's not really that oh, hard. It's, but it's oh, Belichick oh. that we worry about, like. Bel- with Mac Jones? <laughs> it's Belichick we're worried about. Like, is 10 and 7 the wild card? Is that what you guys think? Because you got to, I think the AFC East to be into the playoffs, you got to win 12 games. And that's Easy. crazy uh-huh. to me. Easy. Patriots won nine games. They was in the wild card. Like what, two years ago? Last year. They weren't in the playoffs last year. They was in the wild card last yeah, year. Yeah, Mac- nine games. I only know that because Mac Jones was. Yeah. Who? Mac Jones. Who? Mac Thank Jones. Thank you. <laughs> I, I at least know that reference. Do the Packers <laughs> end up with a better record than the Jets? No. No, no shot. Jordan Love doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. They're going to be last place in that division. You know, I was talking to a Dallas fan, and they told me they're going to win 13 games. I couldn't. That was probably the biggest joke I heard all week. So. Bills are winning 14. Uh, man, you really – Confident. You, yeah, you confident, mm-hmm. man. And Josh we trust. And Josh, we trust. Okay. Why is Aaron Rodgers walking around the Jets facility with no shoes on? Hey, Jesus came to New York. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's come to bless us. Did you see his dap with Robert Sala? That his was what? His dap. That, is that like a weed thing? No, the dap is, you know, like, like, that, yeah, like that. He, he brother, you know, bro. when you're shaking hands, you know, the dap. That's no, what I'm a white guy from the Midwest. Hey, I don't know that. Wisconsin is for the people. They taught him something over That's there. <laughs> If you two are going to tell me that 17 years in Green Bay, Wisconsin, made you ready for the streets of New York, we're going to have to have a uh, lot of time. New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Yeah. The New Jersey Jets. Yeah, because Buffalo are the real New York team. Oh, wow. This is an actual point. Oh, I do like this take. It's a super good take. One more time on Healthy Kids Day. Healthy Kids Day this Saturday. Free, free, free. Free to the public. Bring your friends. Bring your kids. Bring your kids' friends. Bring grandma, her grandkids, yep. your neighbor's friends, all that. It should be a good time this week. we got a lot of things going on, bouncy houses, uh, Smokey the Bear. It's a good time for the kids, teaching some things, get them ready for the summer, my man. Kick well, off the summer the right way. Love everything about it, Jock Tony. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Love being here with you guys. Where we get back, we dive in in the NFL draft where the first pick is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Can't wait. I Whoa. watch every round. What? Mm-hmm. Religiously. This is weird. Yeah, I'm weird. Every round? You we know, watch this past the first half of the first round I want, it's exciting you parlay the first six picks and then after you just quit oh no i i'm i'm betting on every single pick who uh, you got going first Doug? uh well honestly i really don't care Kid from it's all, not the jets oh, no God, okay <laughs> it's not the jets no more that's not my position no more you know we're getting right over here cj shroud yeah, it's yeah be. i think it's gonna be cj though all the money went the other way all the money went to the levis kid yeah 
talk about that. We'll break it down a little bit more. NFL draft preview after this. Big thank you to Jock Tony. You're the best, brother. Whenever we get back, more Two Men On. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Two Men On is live from the YMCA, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. Big thank you to John Lopez Real Estate who sponsors this mobile studio. Big thank you to the 66 Diner where I eat lunch all the days. Burger and Milkshake. When's the last time you've been down the 66 Diner? Uh, probably six months ago. That's right. a nice little day spot. You need to fix that. I know. Let's I go. Know, more, Don't forget, if you're hanging with your boys watching United Soccer, you do that at Hollow Spirits with us as we host the away matches for the New Mexico United. Speaking of, New Mexico United at home tonight at the Lab. they got a kickoff at 7 for the Open Cup playing Phoenix Rising. That's going to be a banger of a gang tonight. If you are out there, I will say hello to you because I'm going to go out there too. It's going to be a very good one also the weekend is for new mexico's vodka of course that's teller vodka van's not here van did just and i've been asking him for days but he did just share his location with me oh god okay so van is currently in cancun mexico oh fancy look oh look yeah, at that so he sent Ooh. a picture which i'm going to put on the uh talk abq social media two men on social media but that's like an island in the paradise. So, yeah, that looks beautiful. I need okay. to get out. I just I I know him well. I know how hard he works, and I don't know if he deserved this. <laughs> so, I went golfing with him on Sunday. So he, he ain't bad, right? No, he's not bad yeah, at he's all. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he did better than me. That's for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. A pretty good little golfer, but um, not good enough in company to go play with. <laughs> so there's just you get enough of that. Yeah, that's enough of you. We're talking the NFL draft. Obviously, we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Don't forget, we're at Red Door tomorrow. Come hang out with your boys, me and Chris. Burnett, we're going to be downtown. So if you're part of the downtown friends of the show, come drink a beer with your boys. We're going to be there in the evening. It will be a good evening. And then it looks like Friday, as of right now, we're at Quarter Celtic. Cool. Okay. Perfect. We'll see what happens with that. We're you know, currently listed to be at Quarter Celtic. I just go with the flow, man. That's <laughs> kind of all you can do at this point. Yeah. And then we make our very first partnership with ABQ Dukes next week. On Tuesday, we are live from the ABQ Duke store. That will be a lot of fun. You will be there. Van will be there. That's going to be sweet. So come out, see your boys, Perfect. get your Dukes gear. It's going to be a uh, little ball over day. Okay, NFL draft. The first pick is tomorrow. I think you're not aware of this because you weren't part of the program yet, but this past summer, or excuse me, this past Super Bowl, um, hit it off like bangers with the Mr. Irrelevant uh, foundation. What that is, it's a charity organization based around the Mr. Irrelevant pick and Brock Purdy. Brock right? Purdy, Brock. the best Mr. Irrelevant ever. Purdy. Well, David Bobora would like to have a conversation <laughs> with you. But yes. And the thing about the organization is uh, they give, right? So it's, it's a charitable organization. They help a lot of kids. It's just a super cool thing. So they called me today. Oh. Nice. And so they called me today and they're like, hey, where are you at? I thought you were supposed to be here. Well, I don't know got some stuff going on so um so they're like they're like what can we do for anyone from afar i'm like i'm like if you hear any weird stuff like because you're you're on the your boots on the ground there it's like if you hear any weird stuff shoot me a thing apparently the weird stuff is minnesota's trying to go up to number two what minnesota what is trying to move up to number two to grab a quarterback and will levis whoa i mean it makes kind of sense. You it know? makes kind of sense. You know, he's kind of like a Kirk Cousins type guy, kind what? of guy. All right, hold up. What? The dude's not even in the pros yet, and you're already digging on him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's got the best social media game of all the game. With the mayonnaise? It's so smart. The eating the banana with the rind? Yeah, the like, crazy guy. He, the dude's out there. Like, he's raising his stock like crazy, and it's happening in such a way that it's being communicated to me that a team that does weird stuff in the Minnesota Vikings has interest in coming up and grabbing old boy at number two overall. What are they going to trade for that? Though? Well, I mean, I mean, what do you? I mean, Houston Texans needs everything. Yeah, true. The Texans need every single player. They need. They probably need weightlifting equipment. They need. They definitely need someone to run the front office. I don't think they take a quarterback. That's that's my bold prediction of the draft. Who do you got going first overall? C.J. Stroud. All right. Yeah, he's I gonna, don't. He's going to be a Panther. I don't know about that. I think Bryce Young is the better player. I think he's the better leader, but I think when it comes to consistent passes and size and accuracy, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. I think Bryce Young can get a group of guys in a locker room behind him a lot better than C.J. Stroud could, but I don't care about that. I want someone who's going to throw the ball and throw it well. Bryce I, Young is what, like five foot nine? He ain't going to get taller. No, no, he's not. He's done growing. 
But I feel if you are correct, then there would have been a belief that Bryce Young would have fell further down in the draft and he would have been available. So that's the only reason you go to one for C.J. Stroud. Okay, I'm following you down this path because I think it's Bryce Young. Okay. I think Bryce Young is more talented. I think Bryce Young has played on teams that win more. And when we're like, Fran, Ohio State, Alabama, it's the same. I know. Like, don't at the show. But what I'm saying is the talent around him versus the talent you're against. I think I think there'll be less white eyes getting to the next level from Bryce Young to C.J. Stroud. So if you want to win early, you go with Bryce Young and kind of what he can do athletically. If you want to win a lot and down the road, maybe you go C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. And I think the Panthers, I don't think they're looking for a short-term answer. They're, they want something long-term, and I think C.J. is going to be the truth. CJ, I, and I've, I've been on the C.J. Stroud train since day one. So you have Bryce Young going to Texas at number two. No, I have uh, uh, that edge rusher from uh, Texas Tech going to Houston. Tyree, Tyree Wilson. Uh-huh. I think Tyree Wilson goes to uh, Texas Tech, or, uh, to Houston. And then Houston has the 12th pick, too, and that's when they get a quarterback. And I see Hendon Hooker going. Oh, that's way too high for him. Because I have, I think, the first four picks all being quarterbacks. No. You want to you wanna do a bet on the first four quarterbacks? I don't. What I want to do is I want to I tell you how – because I don't know what order. Like, I can't tell you who's where. But I do believe that if it's young, then it's Stroud number two. Or if it's Stroud, then it's young number two. Yeah, it's going to be vice versa for those two. But I don't think Houston's going to take a quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to go with Tyree Wilson. The uh, – DeMacco is a uh, defensive-minded guy. You know, I thought he, they were going to go for Will Anderson because he has Alabama ties. But Tyree Wilson, I think, makes more sense because if you look at the defensive line room in San Francisco, they're all way faster, way like fa- uh, stronger than a Will Anderson type. Tyree Wilson fits that mold. Hmm. The can stand up, the can play 4-3, the can play three downs. Okay, I can hear all that argument. Yeah. But I can't hear him going right there because of the quarterback situation. And if it is Minnesota or whoever that's going to trade up, because I think you only take quarterbacks at the top of the draft, that's when Will Levis goes probably number three to Arizona because I think Arizona's afraid to go quarterback because they got that weird Kyler Murray cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't even go to any quarterback uh, draft or uh, pro days. They went to Kyler Murray's statue unveiling in Oklahoma. Super sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's showing that brand loyalty. I uh, know, right? And the Colts will wrap it out with uh, the kid remaining from Florida. Anthony uh, Richardson. Anthony Richardson. No, I think Anthony Richardson goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Not at five, but if he falls down, he's going to go. He's going to be a Seahawk. I think the Seahawks is where you start seeing uh, – if a quarterback falls to them, great. They take one. Don't think they will. The only way they will is if it stays chalk right here, and then one of those defensive linemen you were talking about or the – the lunatic kid from Georgia. Um, oh, J- Javon Carter. Yeah. yeah. He's the best player in the draft. Uh, physically? Physi- sure. like physically, but like mentally he's very immature. He's yeah. not a very coachable guy. I'm not in. But I'm taking a chance on him. You remember Johnny Manziel? I have his jersey. Yeah. You remember that? He never committed to the game. He never committed to doing the right thing. Old boy uh, that played for the Washington uh, Guardians. Oh, what's his name? The quarterback that just passed. Uh, oh, Haskins. Uh, Haskins, Haskins. Wayne Haskins. Same, same kind of situation here, where you can have all the physical talent in the world. Maurice Claret from years ago. You can have all the physical talent in the Leonard Little from years Jamarcus ago. Jamarcus Russell. Very good one. Yeah. Where you can, you can be set up for success, but you never mentally make that commitment, dedication, and promise to the game, and then you fail. Yeah. And then you do what? You set your thing back forever. Well, there's like seven coaches that have come out and been like public about Javon Carter being like not a coachable player, and he doesn't do well with harsh coaching. So I think where he goes matters. But he's going to be a top 10 pick. I take the risk. We're through the top five. Whenever we get back, we're going to get through the top 10. We're predicting the NFL draft or at least giving fun insight on it because, I mean, it's like the hardest thing in the world to do. Oh, no one can get it right. Yeah. Yeah. One guy a year gets it, and he's actually lying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Completely not He never posts his mock draft or anything like that. We'll continue to break it down. Obviously, the draft is a lot of fun tomorrow. I also think today's I-9 varsity will be the I-9 varsity of, like, draft foods or something. We'll have to do something fun with that because I can't sit down and watch it the way that you claim you do. Oh, I love watching the draft. Like, I'm, I'm honestly mentally ill with how yeah. much I love the NFL draft. The crazy part to me about it is it's better now because it used to be 10 minutes or whatever between mm. picks or 15 or whatever, and they reduced it. They, they reduced it. it, yeah. It's better now. It's not good. It, 
I have a lot of fun watching it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the anticipation and knowing where – and the first, like, four rounds are, like, the best. But rounds uh, six through seven, those are where the stars are made. Those are the sneaky picks. And then I get excited for those guys. Friend of the show, Trey Wingo, told me one time that it's the worst weekend of his life. Really? Because it's – Well, he has to be there. It, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I get to watch at home. You know, I don't have to listen the whole time. You know, I can play on my phone, you know, and I'm just enjoying it. Eat a couple snacks. But I watch every round. They had to publicly say, ESPN and the NFL Network, they had to publicly say that they no longer were going to spoil picks beforehand because they would find out, obviously, a second beforehand mm-hmm. to get, like, uh, like sizzle reels and everything together. And they're like, hey, we're sorry. We won't do that anymore. Like, good, because I don't need you uh, – Todd or Brian McShay or whoever these guys are. Mo Kuyper. Yeah, I don't need you going, hey, it's going to be so-and-so. A boomer, uh, what's his name? Not uh, boomer, size. And the uh, other guy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Berman. Chris going, Berman, there we go. Going, it's gone bad. No, shut up. Shut, just let me, whenever Paul Tagliabue says it or whoever's up there now, I, that's who I want to hear it from. I want to hear Pat McAfee mispronounce names. <laughs> like, that's the thing that matters. I just want to hear the draft pick from Roger Goodell. That's it. He won't get booed at all. Oh, he's going to get he, – well, he's going to have, a, like, a human shield in front of him. He's going to either bring out the troops, some kids, anything like he that. He does that, that every time. Oh, yeah, every year. You have to approve but it. But he's, like, he's leaning into it. I think he kind of likes it. Oh, you got to be the heel boss. Oh, yeah. Vince McMahon showed us that for years. The Also, is it a thing now where if you win the Super Bowl, you get the draft, or is this just a coincidence? Just a coincidence. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a coincidence. More of the NFL draft whenever we get back, picks 5 through 10, and we're assuming no trades, but also if we – Throw it in there. That's fine, too. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, a little country tune. Is it Western? Country and or Western? Isn't it the same thing? Ooh, Tyler. No, Tyler. Is there a difference in country, Western, and country and Western? This is Western? This is Western. Okay. I feel like a cowboy. That has something to do with steel guitar, right? Yeah, Western has like more of like a Spurs vibe, right? I agree. This is man leaves town or stranger comes to town. So is country more like a southern thing? Like, you know, like the panhandle of Florida, like Georgia? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I think. And like Nashville? Nashville is country. Yeah. Yeah. Western is like Oklahoma out. Okay. New Mexico? Western? Or country? New Mexico is Western. There's also one in the middle we didn't even talk about, which is blues. Oh, yeah. Because blues is like the Mississippi Basin. Oh, yeah. Everything that's like that St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, Louisiana, like New Orleans. Just pretty much down the Mississippi strip. River. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City, too, though. Are they blues? They or? are. Okay. I've never been, so couldn't tell you anything okay. about Kansas City. I'm buying into this. All right, so the East Coast, the Northeast Coast, like New York, the city, not the state. Is rap. That's rap. Yeah. That has to be. Um, uh, New York, Atlanta, and Houston. Like Houston, yeah, yeah, rap. Los Angeles. And L.A. Maybe some parts of Chicago. I agree with that. And Detroit. No, so Detroit is a rock city, literally. Oh, really? That's Detroit rock city. See, when I think of Detroit, I think of Eminem. Kid Rock. <laughs> Because of your political views. Right, yeah. Kid Rock. Because you hate Bud Light. Uh, Kid Rock. You know, I'm not going to drink it. I never <laughs> drank it before. If you were to genre out music around the country, which, by the way, I think we should. That would, I like that. Yeah. Rock and roll is Seattle. No, that, that's grunge. Seattle's grunge. Yeah, like, but if you ask Tyler, that's Mac Miller. That's a whole other conversation. Mac that, Miller's from Pittsburgh. I meant Macklemore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like a different... Macklemore's not a rapper, though. He's like pop. Well, I still think it's rap, His though. manager's from New Mexico. Who's that? Uh, I don't even know his Ryan name. Ryan Lewis? Yeah. Or, I that's think... the producer. Yeah. Or, he has a manager from... He has some ties with New Mexico, something like that. Countrywide, like the origin, like regionally music... Nola's jazz. 100%. Yeah. That's jazz. Which is different than blues. Yeah, very different. Insanely different. I like blues more. I went to Ben Michaels last night, watched some jazz. Slapped. I went to a jazz show uh, down on like 4th and Candelaria a couple weeks ago. It was like one of those like secret shows. It was pretty cool. It was like the theme was jazz underwater. 
I don't know what the music had what to do is with that, it. What is that? Like a Little Mermaid thing? Like they had, they like performs with like fish like b- behind them and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I felt like I was underwater. Okay, so I just learned this. So from the texter, honky tonk. Oh, is that different? Honky tonk is like Luke Bryan and like, you no, know. No, Luke Bryan is like pop country. I'd say that's honky tonk. That's like right? bro country. What's honky tonk country then? Like that would be like rock country. All right, hold on here. All right, Tyler, help me out for a second. I need filler. So. Country music, Appalachian Mountains is what they're saying country music starts. So that's Tennessee so like and Kentucky. stuff. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. right. Well, I mean, that Hon- sounds right, though. Like, Honky Tonk, I feel like Honky Tonk is where, is where folk, country, and hanging out too much with your cousins all meet. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, so Alabama. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly, precisely. Okay so, okay. so this one is for barbiturate abuse. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So string bands. Okay, so this, like, city horn, New Jersey is known for horns and stuff? I don't know about any of this. This doesn't seem like a correct list. What is outlaw country? That's Johnny Cash. Isn't that, like, yeah. California? Johnny Cash? No. Where's Johnny? That's, not, that's not California? Outlaw country? That's, like, Waylon Jennings and all those guys, right? Merle yeah. Haggard. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, and that's a whole different thing. Well, Johnny Cash is from Arkansas. So... Okay, so that makes top 40 music all Nashville, top 40 country. Like your Carrie Underwoods and your, like, Miranda Lambert. Look at all these genres for country music. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like a complex thing. Bluegrass. Oh, now you're talking folk? Yeah. That's like stomp and holler music? Oh, there's literally one called bro country. Yeah, I'm telling you there is. That's, like, what I listen to. I'm a big stomp and holler guy. Okay. Yeah, like, if you want to go to Telluride and catch, like, a festival, like, I'm your dude. I've been uh, into 80s and 90s country lately, like the sad country music where you're like. Clint Black. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, you're like drinking, like rose-colored glasses. That's a good one. Tyler, what's your go-to genre? Go-to genre or go-to Caucasian music genre, because that's what we're on right now. <laughs> that's, <for> uh, sure. <laughs> yes, that is the question. I mean, I'm a hip-hop guy. Like only? I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff. Hip-hop, I mean, I, I listen to uh, like some, some, some punk rock. But does it matter to you, like, where it comes from? Because, like, obviously, I think Nelly is the best rapper because I'm from oh. St. Louis. But I feel like people from Memphis think that Elvis is the best performer ever or Justin Timberlake or whatever. No, see, and I, for I saw, me, I'm Nas. Now, see, and I grew up in the YouTube era, so it's all just one. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, no locations to this. Yeah, it kind of, like, nowadays it's, like, Atlanta, Memphis, and New York are, like, the rap scenes. Only. Nah, there's more, like L.A. too, you know, but. Well, you know, we are missing out on because Tyler was making a joke, but he's not. There's like a whole, like, Latin culture to this that we're not even talking about. Oh, my God. Because now that, because that would be the complete Southwest. Yeah, absolutely. Because the influence on that. And then, like, we were talking like Cajun and Creole a little bit. We called it jazz. There's a whole other world there, too. I'm into all of it. Southern soul. Well, soul and funk is a different thing than country and folk. Yeah, I mean, it's all very different, but it's all under the same umbrella. All right, where's heavy metal from? That's it. Los Angeles. It says here that Los Angeles, Sticks is from Chicago. Oh, no, Sticks and the band Chicago. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your music breakdown because of some Rainjoy music from Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I was coming up, the big one was like um, bubblegum pop, obviously, but then like garage rock was big. Like, that was the stained, that was, like, um, like right after grunge rock. Like, grunge rock, which slapped, obviously. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's the best rock yeah. genre. But then, like, the Foo Fighters, like, after Nirvana fell. Like, yeah. It was, like, it was like, well, you know, this is adjacent to what you're familiar with, Audio Slave. There was, like, all these, like, maybe that's a little more grunge even. But there were all these, like, rock and roll bands. I was like, well, these guys will last forever. They didn't make it 10 years. See, then this is the age gap here with us. I grew up during the SoundCloud era. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, every, every, anybody and everybody was posting on SoundCloud, and now they're all famous. The problem I have with, I think, this era, if I'm about to be old man slow, is I feel like everything I hear new produced off of, like, a SoundCloud or Tyler was saying YouTube or whatever, it's just like a song that already exists but, like, sped up or slowed down. Or it's like, I don't necessarily know if I'm but, getting... But that's hip-hop. Hip-hop's all about sampling. That's true. You know, and that's what built hip-hop. You wouldn't have any hip-hop today without sampling. 
Everyone but knows. they were sampling like stuff from like the 70s and like the 80s back then, you know. One of the girls on the softball team for New Mexico Highlands University that I broadcast for walks up to Snow's Informer. And I think, this is weird. What would your walk-up song be? Everyone knows this. It's Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Yeah, it's the greatest walk-up song of all time. Mine is uh, So Fresh and So Clean by Outkast. I like that one. That one's good. Mine is Mary Jane by Rick James. Oh. All very good. Yeah. The... Stankonia, is that that album? Stankonia? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a banger album. But mine has to be played by the organ player. Like, I don't want... <laughs> you don't want the OG song? No, I don't want it. Like, I want the organ player to live every time go, do, 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 I yearn for that. We we had that media softball game at Ice Toast Park last year. Like, I'm like, I'm like, we're doing walk-up music, right? Like, we have to have walk-up. Like, I don't want to play this thing. We don't have it. And they're like, Fred, it's a 45-minute game. We don't have time. <laughs> it's going to take two minutes to walk up, yeah. you know. Yeah, so you save a little bit there. Yeah. But there's it's 8 to 12, um, or it's 1 to 5, and that's depending on which one you want to pick and what days you want to pick, but otherwise it's not Fridays. Correct. Okay. It's, um, you, you could do it two days a week, so you either do a Monday, Wednesday, or a Tuesday, Thursday. Super cool. Now, if they're also in, like, a different aspect of camp here, this is the thing they leave and do this during, or is this specific to, to not be involved in, in other opportunities here? Um, you can do, so you can pick out multiple camps and kind of mix and match. So you would be able to do, if it's just going to be, if you picked the morning one, it's from eight to noon, and then you could do a different camp from one to five if you chose. Okay. So a different sports camp or a different specialty camp, anything like that. Love everything about Keep that. Keep them at the Y all day. Yeah, all day. Well, and not everything's here, right? So Wilson Middle School does a bunch of stuff. Like yep. Jerry Klein does a bunch of stuff. That's going like, to be our soccer field. Yep. Yeah. So and it, it's where, like, if you are around the city in a place and you're like, I don't necessarily want to go X amount of distance. I want to go X minus whatever. Mm-hmm. There are kind of a lot of options around Albuquerque and Rio Rancho. Yeah, definitely. What is, like, the, what is all filled up now? Like, if, if you waited a little too long and you're going to get your kids into a program, what uh, is? Basketball's filling the fastest, it okay. seems. Um, so, yeah, definitely get on it with basketball. And volleyball would be the next, and then soccer's kind of edging up the, the last place there. Okay. In mini pitch, I just learned about this is why I get to come in with a wiffle ball and just strike out kids. <laughs> Not quite. It's, it's actually a futsal league, so it's oh, like God. soccer. Um, but, yeah, the mini pitch is – I was real excited about this. We're going to have a kickoff on June 22nd. Uh, it's, it's scheduled to be installed and done by the end of May, so it's oh, exciting cool. for this summer. Now, now, I know a little back of the house. Is this exclusive to the wire? Does this have any community partners? Um, yeah, we're looking at – Partnering with New Mexico United. Let's go. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that was out there that's yet. That's like so. the sponsor. I don't know. Well, hopefully it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going out there. But uh, I do. Know, you met with the Somos Unidos Foundation. Had yes. a big conversation about the, with them about uh, futsal because futsal is, um, for whatever reason, a little late. I feel like getting here to New Mexico. It's been yeah. so very prominent, like in Florida. It's so very prominent in Texas. It was prominent Other where countries. I grew up. Yeah, and and now Brazil. It's huge in Brazil. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it's the funnest game. Have you played it all? I don't even know what futsal so is. So futsal, it's like a soccer, but it's played indoor like on the basketball court. And then it's smaller goals. Uh, you have a goalie, I guess, but not really. You can. Yeah. And then uh, the ball is smaller, so it's a three. Is that right? I don't know if it's a three or four. I'm not. I actually, I don't know that. So yet. essentially, miniature soccer. It's kind of like miniature Arena soccer. Arena soccer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I there's like no that. there's no boards. Oh. So you have to stay within the confines of the playing surface. So there's out of bounds. There's throw-ins. There's all those. Well, there's not throw-ins though because there's just restarts. It's a fence. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, so anyways, so you're set up, but the whole thing is really about like ball control, mm-hmm. and it's like the the athletes who excel at it are the ones that can really like. Maintain the dribble and maintain possession. It's about real tight passing. And it's five on five. Yeah. And, uh, it's, oh, that's fun. It's the most fun. Yeah. I want to start a league. It, well, yeah. Welcome to the Y. Welcome to the Y. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. we're, still, we're still getting everything kind of squared away as far as, like, if we're going to do adult leagues or if we're going to do just youth. But right now it's, it's, it's really exciting, and it's exciting that, that we got a partner with Lego and um, the United Soccer Foundation. Yeah. yeah. How's Lego coming through for you? Uh, I haven't really got to talk with them very much, but yeah. Albert says they're great, and I think it's going to be a good partnership. I agree completely. Yeah, and I then, love Legos. Really excited. What's up with my pickleball court? Is it wore out yet? Um, no, it's not wore out. It's ready to go. I'm just I'm trying to get down there. Yeah, just, let's yeah. play a little pickleball. A little pickleball. Just I've never played, actually. I want, I've been looking forward to playing pickleball really You going to play in this fit right now? I could. You don't want me to whoop you in jeans. It, and, uh, <laughs> I, got, I, I got shorts on. I got my uh, best Adam Sandler impersonation going on right now. Not yeah. far off. Anything we missed, Dane? Um, yeah, well, with the pickleball, we might be able to throw a couple extra courts on the futsal 
um, fields that we put in. So it could have some outdoor potential outdoor pickleball. Let's get weird. Oh. Yeah. Dan Linger, you're the absolute best, brother. Thank yeah. you for sitting down with us. Oh, Thank I you. did need to mention one other thing. Yeah. We, we are going to have an open house at the McLeod Family Wine on Monday. On Monday. We'll yeah. be there. Let's yep. broadcast. All right. Let's do it. Sweet. We're going to have a lot of fun. Dan awesome. Linger, the absolute best in the business. Whenever we get back, we continue our NFL draft breakdown. We'll talk a little bit of LeBron. And then Josh Sushan will join us at 5.30. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports. Welcome back to Two Men On. Been a good program today. Yeah, I've had fun. Yeah, Cassio, thank you for joining Pleasure me to be at here. the Y. You'll be at the McLeod Y this upcoming Monday with Van. I have to host the end of the year sports gala for next New Mexico. You know, let me rephrase that. I'm so fortunate <laughs> to host the end of the year sports gala for New Mexico Highlands University. I will not be available next Monday. Me and Van show, just like Friday. Yep. You guys will be recapping the draft. It'll be a good little Monday program. That's at the McLeod YMCA for their open house next Monday. We're going through the NFL draft. We're all the way down to number six, Detroit Lions. This is, to me, the first time, No, even if a quarterback is available, this is the first position where a team's not taking a quarterback. And I think it would be crazy for the Lions to not take the running back out of Texas, especially since they just got rid of their best running back. No, they have two running backs on the roster. They got Andre Swift, okay, uh, DeAndre Swift, and uh, David Montgomery. They don't need a running back. And hey. then they have another guy, a rookie uh, on their deal. I forget his name, but he was on uh, their hard knocks. I remember him just from that, and he had, like, a couple touches. They have three running backs. They right got now. rid of their running back that scored 13 tutties or whatever it was. Well, because DeAndre Swift gets hurt, like, every other game. That's why you have to maintain that he's going to get hurt. I think B. John Robinson is going to be a New England Patriot. He will not fall that far at all. Who do you got the Lions taking at six? Jalen Carter. I think he falls that far. I th- I you th- have every team taking Jalen Carter. No, I only said one team. I said, uh... The Houston Texans were going to take uh, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Las Vegas Raiders would be next on the clock. It's, I, I just can't draft offensive linemen. Like, I know. Oh, that's like the best, <sighs> like, top ten pick you could have as a lineman. <sighs> the kid from Ohio State, then? Johnson? Uh, Paris Johnson? Par- no, it's going to be. Uh, oh, I mean, he's the best. Uh, no, other than Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern, Paris, jo- uh, Paris Johnson's the second best offensive tackle. But I think Peter Skronskini uh, is going to be the first offensive tackle taken out of Northwestern. I don't like it. I would say go corner, get the kid out of Illinois. If you can get the kid out of Illinois, I think his name is Witherspoon. Devin Wither- or Devon Witherspoon. But Christian Gonzalez is going to be the, the number one uh, cornerback taken. I think Devon Witherspoon falls out of the top ten. That's my bold prediction. Well, if he doesn't go to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, we will see this one is interesting to me. I think it's the Van Ness defensive end. If it's not him, it's the other one, the Nolan Smith kid. I think they're both very good. I like uh, Dalton uh, Kincaid out of Utah, the tight end. I think he's going to be the best tight end out of this uh, draft class, hopefully, fingers crossed. Cause I he... think the kid out of Notre Dame is better. Oh. Are you, so you're hitting me interesting here because they took a tight end two years ago. In, uh, oh, boy, the where's number eight, whatever, the kid from Florida. Uh, Kyle, what is his name? I had him on my fantasy team last year. And that's year. what I'm saying. But he's been a bust. Well, he has. Yeah, but he also doesn't have a quarterback, so. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Marcus Mariota was not the truth, is not the truth. Never was the truth. Never was the truth. Michael Mayer, that's the cat's name I'm thinking of, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I want Atlanta to make the right decision and get a pass rusher, get a pass rusher, and kind of be a part of that approach. If Atlanta doesn't do that, I, and I know I didn't technically say Will Anderson's name yet because I think he'll be gone by this point. Oh yeah, he'll be long gone. I mean, the man gets paid to eat. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I got Atlanta going some sort of defensive end, and if not, something boring like a lineman, and I think the Bears do the same thing at nine because there's no way they're going to do the right thing, which is get a new quarterback. No, no shot. Justin Fields is uh, going to be their guy for the next couple years he, here. He is not the truth. I love Justin Fields. He is short of the truth. I don't know. He has his moments, though, where he is electric. Like, sometimes Justin Fields is the most fun part of the NFL weekend. Sometimes. I might see Jalen Carter fall into the Bears. 
I mean, if he's there, they're taking him, without a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. without a doubt. But I think they need a good offensive tackle method. Once you get down to pick 10 with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think you're talking strictly defensive line at that point. So if Van Ness is still there, Van Ness is off the board. If Carter is still there, Carter is off the board. I don't think. I think if, if Carter's at 10, the Philadelphia Eagles can't afford to, like, risk it if he doesn't pan out because they have a crazy defensive line and then they have all the weapons from last year too already. They're going to do amazing. Who's the kid that played alongside Carter? Um, Nolan Smith. Yeah, Nolan Smith. That guy Could boosted that draft stock. Yeah. Oh, my God. What an athlete. I hope he's a first-round pick. I really do. But I could see him falling to day two. Going all the way down to Tennessee, if there is a quarterback there, they will take one. It's probably Anthony Richardson if there is one. Hand on hooker. That's too high. Nah. You, you don't have enough faith in him. He, well, I, he ain't good. Uh, he's okay. You know, I think Hendon Hooker has a better chance of getting drafted before Anthony Richardson, just because Anthony Richardson is more of a project. C.J. Stroud, who ended up at a number two overall draft pick by the Houston Texans, will be playing his professional football because the number 12 pick by the Houston Texans will be playing his professional football alongside Jackson Smith, Najiba, Najiba, JSN. Thank you. Yes. To me, that's what it has to be. I think that's the smartest move for the Texans to do, but I think they draft their quarterback here, and it's going to be Will Levis. Okay. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase did what in college? Played together. How do you not set it up to where C.J. Stroud is playing with his and college that is teammates? The, that is the new trend, is just pairing all your college athletes with their wide receivers. You do that for sure. I think JSN falls a little bit. I think the the wide receiver draft this year is a little weak, and I think they'd rather take some offensive linemen or uh, uh, offensive or offensive and defensive linemen. Jackson Smith, Najiba, and um, C.J. Stroud, to me, I mean that's a match made in heaven. It's a match made in heaven, and I don't know how much exposure these two dudes have to the city of Houston. I've been to Houston. Have you been to Houston? H Town. This is the third biggest city in the country, not on accident. And it's got 10,000 restaurants and all the distractions in the world. And all the parking lots. Correct. (laughs) Concrete jungle. And it's built in a way, the city and the franchise and everything that's around it, it's built in a way to where if you have a built-in account of bro, if you have a built-in best friend, if you have someone that can show up and not allow you to get distracted by the, and this is a punchline, the thousands of masseuses that are available to you there. I bring these two dudes in. And I, I buy them as an organization, two apartments right next to each other, two minutes from the facility, and I make them live there, and I make them come to work every day together. One car. One car. Yeah. Driven by the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like no, someone's picking them up every day. I think that's, that's a good plan. And they go. They go, go. And I love it. I love everything about it. So, yeah, give me JSN at, uh, for the Texans at 12 in that partnering. Okay. I like that. I, I think Will Levis goes to the Texans. He's already gone. What? No. Will Levis falls out of the top ten. I see Anthony Richardson getting drafted before Will Levis. Will Levis is – like, he has an arm. He has a cannon of an arm. But you need a lot more than if that. If you think Andrew, Anthony Richardson's going that high, then the first five draft picks of this draft will all be quarterbacks. Other than – well, if, unless the Cardinals trade down. They Man. will trade down. You think? That's my prediction. Okay. You want to bet on it? Yes, always. That's my entire life. Green Bay Packers – at 13, have to do something with their brand-new draft pick. And this, I think, is it because it'll be a shot at Aaron Rodgers. They take the aforementioned by you, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, just to be like, we want to help Jordan Love. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And he'll say something, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. We'll go straight to well, the Well, he's, he's going to be petty. Yeah. Petty. Put up a straight fight, just a crybaby, whiny thing. Who you got the Patriots taking? I, whatever defensive ends available, because I don't think the I don't think the running back will fall the way you think he will. I think Bijan Robinson is not a top ten pick. It, no, it, the trend of drafting a running back in the within the first fifteen picks is over. Ezekiel, what Ezekiel Elliott was the last top running back. What did he go at four? Four, yeah. He went too high. Well, he had some pretty good years, man. But the, that offensive line was stacked with Zach Martin. 
I don't know if there's a better coach on this entire planet at grabbing a corner and making him do cool things like special teams things, kick returning things, field goal blocking things, gunner things, playing defensive things than Bill Belichick. And he could do that with that Brian Branch kid out of Alabama. I think uh, Bill Belichick is going to pick another weird pick because they took that offensive lineman out of Chattanooga last year. That ended up working out, though. I did, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Bill Belichick is a draft machine. The New York Jets will take JSN if he is available, true or false? True. Okay. Without a doubt. I don't believe he's available because I believe he's going to Houston as Houston's going to do the right thing and put their first two first-round draft picks on the offensive side of the ball. If they're smart, they'll do it. If they're smart. But I don't have faith in the Houston Texans as a franchise. Otherwise, the New York Jets do what? They go offensive line? Yeah, offensive line for sure. I mean, more protection never hurts. And, you know, taking a offensive tackle in the first round is kind of a safe pick. The last one before we get to number 31 of this one is number 16. It's the Washington Guardians. I want them to do so well because of the sell. I want, I want them to become a legitimate franchise because I hated their owner so very much. Well, I think what the commanders do here is they make, like, the safe pick in picking a guy that's going to start from day one, a project, like, no project players because they want to, like, Ron Riviera and the general manager want to make sure that they make a good impact to the new ownership. You need a player on that team that can run the field with A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. Is there a cornerback available to the Washington Guardians? Is it Emmanuel Forbes? Is it Christian Gonzalez if he falls that far? No, Christian Gonzalez doesn't fall that far. Okay. Uh, I could see uh, out of Penn State, a junior, uh, Joey Porter Jr. is who I could see going there. He uh, had some pretty good numbers, and, uh, you know, Ron Riviera loves cornerbacks. I would have him at 17 to the Pittsburgh Steelers because I like poetry and sports. Whenever we get back, Josh Sushan will join us. We're going to talk to he about the Isotopes game tonight. We're going to talk a little Major League Baseball. Isotopes take over this broadcast at 545, so we just have 15 short minutes of this program remaining. You and I will finish our NFL. Oh, no, you're not on tomorrow. We've got to figure this out. We've got to yeah. do a better plan on this. We've got to do it. We'll uh, talk off air. Uh, Friday. A little more I'll NFL draft in. talk <laughs> throughout the rest of the week. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, back live at the YMCA Central New Mexico, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. And joining us on the Sports Animal Highline, Josh Sushan. Josh, welcome to the program, brother. How are you? Doing. We got to figure I'm out. Excellent. A... How are you guys Good. doing? Never complaining ever about anything in my entire life. I'm so very fortunate. How come my Albuquerque Isopes didn't win yesterday? Well. Bases loaded, hit by pitch is a tough way to lose a ball game. Oh. It's going to test even the most positive Fred Slow viewpoint on the world. Oh. It's a tough way to lose a ball game. Your your poor sad voice at the end of the game, Josh. <laughs> it's of uh, disbelief, you know. I mean, you're all like, you know, you're like into it. I mean, look, we had. The game started a couple minutes late because they didn't chalk the lines right. And then we Throw have a up. rain delay. Figure and then we got extras. Losers. And the Topes get a run in the top of the 11th. Yes. And you're like, all right, here we go. Then? You know, and then immediately, boom, they tie it. No. But then you're like, all right, you know, you get a ground ball right at somebody. We're going uh-huh. to the 12th. And, uh, and then you, like, see, and you're like, all right, inside target. He's going to jam them. A little rollover ground ball. Nope, didn't jam him. Hit him. Oh. Ball game over. It was like the end of Casey at bat. You were like the sad <laughs> ending of Casey at the bat. Yeah, it's a tough way to lose ball game. Tough way to lose. Hey, but that's the thing about baseball. Don't worry about it. We'll just play another one today. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, well we play round rock that, the next five that, days, right? The day after that, and the day after that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's well, obviously, because and by the way, I love this series thing since COVID or whatever, where you just do them all, you get the set day off every week. I think it's brilliant. Are guys starting to feel that routine now, Jay, as it's obviously you're going to be in Round Rock throughout the weekend. Are guys starting to feel that, hey, Tuesday's the first one and Wednesday you're settled in and Thursday there's a different approach maybe than the previous two days? Are you noticing that type of routine around the team? All right, so I'm glad that you brought this up because we, we didn't plan this, but it's actually a really good setup for how I think that the new setup that Major League Baseball forced on Minor League Baseball makes a huge impact. Because I was thinking about how tired I was at the end of yesterday's game and how tired I would have been in the past 
because now that there's a day off, we traveled on Monday. We got in Monday night, could get dinner, get a full night's sleep, get to the ballpark, you know, whatever time you want, get yourself ready for a week of baseball. Not in the past. In the past, we would have woken up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, catch a 6 a.m. flight to Dallas or Houston, and then sit around for an hour and a half and then take another flight and then get to the hotel and hope the rooms are ready and then go to the ballpark and you're tired and kind of cranky already. And then a long game over four hours plus rain delay. And then, like, I just think about how tired we would have been under that circumstance. And, oh, by the way, how tired we would have been if there's not a rule that there's a runner at second base or that there's not a rule about a pitch timer. Mm -hmm. And how we ended yesterday at 12.06 a.m. And not that many years ago, we would have ended that game at 12.30 at 1 a.m. Like, who knows how much longer it would have gone. And now you wake up today and everyone's tired, everyone's cranky, and that's the way you're starting a road trip. But, no, that's not the case. We got in Monday. Even though it was a long game, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, you know. And so now we're here, and, yeah, we know that we've got the week. And so, like, after the long game, they didn't take batting practice on the field today. That's fine. You know you got tomorrow and Friday to take batting practice and, and work on some infield and work on some outfield things like that, you know. And, you know, so you, you get, like, the, the training staff and the coaching staff, they can plan out, this is when we're going to be on the field. This is when we're going to hit in the indoor cages that are air-conditioned because it's hot and steamy and muggy in, in Round Rock here today. And, and I really do think that it just has such a huge positive impact on your mental health, on just – Look, you should never be grumpy at the ballpark. But when you don't sleep, you get grumpy. And that's not the case with this schedule now. Hopefully you don't catch a one-hour and 22-minute rain delay tonight. Who's on the pregame <laughs> show, Josh? Well, speaking of positive energy, Riley Pint is on the pregame show. And he walked away from baseball about 22 months ago. And now, because he wasn't happy and he couldn't throw a strike. And he was miserable. And now every time I see him, all he does is smile. And so we just talked about being happy and enjoying life and enjoying being around your teammates and talking to Daniel Bard and learning from what Daniel Bard went through and how those guys have bonded. And, and he's pitching great, and I'm just super happy for him. Fourth overall pick in baseball, and he retired two years ago, and now he's back, and he's, and he's pitching really well. I definitely won't miss that. Josh, thank you so much, brother. You guys have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow. Yes, sir. Good job today, Jake. Hey, thank you. You know, nice. Think of a show. Got through the first half of the first half of the draft. Had a lot of fun with that. Obviously, talking a little bit about the Clippers and Kawhi. Anything before we go, brother? Um, hi, Mom. <laughs> Good job, everyone. <laughs> GG. This report is sponsored by Staples Store.